Hey, Claudia. <laughs> this is a first, guys. This is a first. <laughs> Claudia's drinking a cider. Should yeah. I start it again? No, let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep I keep going. Yeah. Okay, fine. Hello, Claudia. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're at the East London studio. We're a little bit slow because it's actually the hottest day, I think, of all time in Britain. Yeah, it's almost 40 degrees. I'm sipping on a cider. Soiter. sipping on a soiter. So this is great soiter, by yeah. the way. It was so good. I had to take a gulp she when took you were a about to ask me. Huge gulp. Yeah. I mean, but seriously, it's called Savannah Soiter. Yes. And I say soiter because in Bristol they yeah. say soiter. Yeah, they have funny accents. They it's like the cider. farmer, the firm. Can you do them? It's like combined harvester. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> some goats. I, I don't, don't think that's quite. I don't know. Uh, the but Irish? they say soiter. Yeah. Anyway, so it's called Savannah Soiter, and it's from South Africa. And it's crazy because when I went to South Africa like last year, I fell in love with this sweater. And I I do love my sweater. Yes. But you only do. very specific ones. Yeah. Because premium. If it's too premium sweater. Because <laughs> if it's too sweet, I don't like it. Yeah. So I like the Aspel's sweater. Yeah. I like the Simmons sweater. Yeah. Sharp and tangy. And I yeah, sharp and tangy. <laughs> and I like the Savannah sweater. But I didn't expect to find it in the little off yeah. license, aka bodega down the road. Well, this off license is kinda bouge, so it's on brand. Yeah, you know what, it's though? So my hood is not very bougie. No. Because around the bougie bodega are all those neighborhood kids trying to break into my house. <laughs> it's like a mixture. You got you to have some light and shade, you know? But you got go to this, go into this like bodega slash, we call it the offy. And it has like mood lighting. Like, it does. It's got like tracking. It's got track spotlights. Yeah, it's got ambient lighting. And you know what? They have a sick sound system because I went in like on Tuesday to get some ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. And they were rocking that um, Drake Chris Brown song remix. Really? No, it's like uh, last name. You know that one? I think probably. So. I'm not saying it well. It's you right. got it, girl. You got oh, it. Oh, I know what you mean. And they were like blasting that with the track lighting, and yeah. I'm like, this is pretty lit. Felt like you were in the VIP. Right? I was in the VIP. Yeah, right? at the offy. <laughs> but anyhow, they have the Savannah cider, and today's such a hot day, and it's a Thursday. We don't usually do this on a Thursday, but you're not yeah. gonna know it's well. I guess now you know it's a Thursday, <laughs> but really, because you're going on holiday, we're not gonna broadcast this for like a week. Yeah. So you're going to catch it a few days later. Yeah, you're going to catch it in the future. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. This might not be relevant anymore. It may not be. But it might be. It might be. Like Take a chance. Fake Take a chance. Um, but anyway, it's a really hot day today. Yeah, it's It's bad. about 40 degrees. And, okay, England needs to get their shit together. I'm yes. sorry. But, like, they cannot handle a damn thing. No, it's like... Every place I go to, every major city, they have some kind of aircon on their public transport. I mean, most offices luckily here now have aircon, but not all. The houses don't really have aircon. The restaurants, some of them don't have aircon. Bars don't have aircon. I mean, there's no aircon there's anywhere. No, I was spent a whole day in a building with no aircon. I feel like I'm back in Toronto in the summer and I'm back in my ghetto ass apartment that <laughs> couldn't afford aircon. It's bad. Like it's it's genuinely. I'm just. I've just been moist all day. But the problem, not only is there no aircon. Second of all, it's England, so everyone like 
loves to complain yeah about the weather yeah like so it can't it's like if it's raining you complain if it's hot it's complain like you basically there's no it's never perfect yeah but people are so extra here they're so useless first of all people just don't go to work yeah they don't if it's hot they'll make an excuse they don't like, go to I work. can't get in they lots of working from home emails this morning literally they call in to work from home because it's too hot to work seriously yeah. even though i'm pretty sure that it's cooler at work than it is at home. but they don't want to get on the train that's actually what it is. They use this excuse like they live in the sticks and oh my God, live in the sticks, only got the overground train and the heat has caused issues. So now all trains are canceled. That's another thing. Yep. So my train that I was going to take today delayed all day because the tracks were too hot. Yeah. That's London, guys. <laughs> it, this happens. This is not the first heat But wave. like, okay, if it rains, lesson. the tracks don't work. If it's hot, if it don't work, if it's cold... I mean, what kind of perfect freaking homeostasis do we need to be in for things to work around here? And the thing is, they say, oh, we don't have the money. You don't realize how expensive it would be to install aircon or to fix this issue with the tracks. I'm like, you are building a whole new ass train line across the city. You have the funds. And this is the new train line. <laughs> this track here that's too hot. Yeah. It's one they built in the last 10 years. Well, 10, 15 years. The overground, promising. they just built that. That's promising. Anyway, so, okay, so people are like, I can't go to work, it's too hot. I can't take the train, it's too hot. Then, <laughs> honestly, so the, no one's on the tube. It was great. I got a seat. Mine was packed. Mine, <laughs> oh my God, it was worse than being packed with sardines, which is usually what it's like. But it's like you're in a sweaty sardine can. Oh God. That is literally it's, moving at a snail's and, pace. And I was so worried I was so worried that someone was going to have a real bad day and decide to end it all because I've been stuck on the train when that happens and it is bad. Yeah. I got stuck on the train when someone unfortunately decided to take their life on the train, like to jump on mine. I was like literally one minute away. Oh my God. It stopped. It was like in, what is, like it was in the spring. So it wasn't hot outside. It got so hot on that train. Yeah. It was woman was lying down on the train everyone's freaking out all the pregnant ladies were like thinking it's like the end of days like children of men style oh my god i was like just trying to stay cool i was in there for like an hour and a half it was oh awful so i thought if that happened today i think i don't think we can make it there'd be it'd be a mass grave up in that bitch i'm like <laughs> serious dropping like flies because it's it's it is crazy. It's like so, you ain't trying to kill yourself; you're trying to kill us. Yeah, I think that would be the that would be an act of terrorism. Yeah, to be, to, to be totally honest. Yeah. So I was very grateful that I got out. I got out of the train. I was like, "Thank you, Jesus." Yes, I said that. I couldn't even imagine because I've contemplated at some points, especially this week, as it's been getting hotter and hotter. That I go to stops and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it all the way. You just don't think you're going to make like, it. I think I might have to get off, wait for the next one, get back on, get off, wait for the next one and just keep taking breaks. Well, seriously. So because... yesterday I went to, I had booked it earlier. So I, I booked my boxing class before I knew about the heat wave. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is going to be tough. It's going to be like hot yoga, but boxing. Right. So I went to hot boxing <laughs> and you know what? I got through it. I was like, you know what? It's Good. fine. I got through it. But then after I'm like... Getting home is probably going to be harder yeah. than hot boxing. A two huge bags carrying around laptops, this, that, and the other. Groceries. I swear by the time I got home from that pilgrimage, it was like as long as my workout, harder. And I felt like I was spent. I couldn't even imagine because I'm just going to work 
and leaving and coming home. And as soon as I get home, I just want to strip off, which I've been doing. <laughs> and even if I do that for like the first 15 minutes, because my house is boiling hot and we have no air con and fans that just blow out hot air right now. They're just blowing out the hot air. I'm literally still dripping with sweat for about half an hour. My whole bed is just covered in towels. Guys, I'm so sorry about this chat. But this is the reality of yeah. life right now because we're not set up for it. We are very lucky though, and I'll tell you why. Because I spoke to my colleague yesterday in Paris and every office now would, I'm hoping, have some ice lollies or ice cream in the fridge, like a mainstay during this heat wave. Hold on. Every off what kind of magic land do you work? <laughs> I live in the land where we you know we have budget for ice cream and still, you know, make it happen. But they have ice cream and ice lollies over there and he was joking, we were like, Oh my god, we're dying over here. Need to like put some ice under my top or like go and stand by the freezer with the door open. He's like, we've been doing that and I'm actually sitting here right now with ice lollies under my shirt. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm not joking. That I'm, is... like, I'm not joking. He literally was so hot because they have no air con. We're lucky we have air con in our office. They're a tiny team of like five over there. They're in like an apartment basically with no air con working like in this tiny apartment. But do you know what? Real talk. Crazy. You can't actually work in the heat. No. It's no. impossible. I remember... When I worked in another office and the aircon didn't work. And that's when I snapped at my colleague and basically lost my mind. Because I'm like, I can't focus. Yeah, no, you can't. But that's why there's island time. You get like sleepy. I've been having these moments. So I'm like, I just had two coffees. Why am I yawning? Because I'm hot as balls. Do you think like real talk, Western countries are more productive because it's easier to do work when they're cold? I, I don't even, because I can find that in the freezing cold as well, it's just as bad when your hands are cold. If you're in an office where there's no heating in the winter, I think European companies have are more productive and work best in the spring. Yeah, in the spring. And do you think like if you lived, <laughs> oh, wait a minute though, because the California, they do a lot of work, but it's hot there, but they but all have AC. Yeah, they're used to it. It's because well. they just live in AC. And you go from AC in the car. That's what it is. right outside your building or in the car park where you're in the shade and it's cool Yeah, and well. like it, but, but when you go to the islands, they don't have the AC everywhere. But they're used to it. You know? No, they just are like, why am I going to get AC so I have to work all the time? I just want to relax. Actually true. I'm just, you know, you've been there. That hustle. You know what it's like. That's a good hustle. Everyone's just kind of like sitting outside yeah. on the porch. <laughs> Everyone's always on a break. Always. <laughs> yes. Aren't they? They're always on a break. The shop's always closed. When are you going to open? Oh, we're having a siesta. We'll open in about three hours. And Seriously. you come back in three hours and you're like, okay, it's, we waited three hours. It's all to nope. do with the heat. Still closed. Because today, one day it's hot. No one's going to work. Yep. Everyone's making excuses. Just saying. I had a lot. I told you I had a lot of emails this morning being like, so trains cancelled, working from home. Oh, tracks are too hot, working from home. Can't get on the bus, so trains are cancelled, replacement service. I've been waiting for five or six buses now, working from home. I have really severe hay fever because of the heat. I'm working from home. People <laughs> need to get a damn grip. But anyhow, other I than that, that, actually, like, oh, sorry, um, my blood is hot. I can't work. I'm allergic to the sun. I'm allergic. Sorry. Like, what the hell? Then, okay, so the people who do make it out... Tell me how I'm seeing these clothes, these clothings. Listen. How, or lack of clothings. <laughs> I, is really, this, I, really I mean, I, mean I, can't. I can't. I've seen people literally in almost bikinis. At work, people have been like literally almost naked. Naked. 
I mean, I get it. I get it. It's but... just like for me, always just a tad shocking. Yeah. Because I'm like, is that even comfortable? It's the thing where it's like, I'm okay if you're being like half naked because it's boiling hot and you're like, you're like a bralette or short shorts and I, I get it in this weather. But that's all I want to see. Make sure that you're appropriately covered in the right place. Too many butt cheeks for my oh, liking. Oh, butt cleavage has made a comeback this It is season. huge. So I've seen so much ass. It's the thing right now. Yeah. And I just saw like areolas. <laughs> now that's a thing that's a thing now areola cleavage it's, butt cleavage honestly I just saw everything I feel like the future is gonna be like full on vaginas just out and why are we even wearing clothes you know right? what I mean right but like I just I'm like props to everyone who like just gets all of it out yeah. but I would feel all, especially for the bigger girls with the short shorts how do you avoid the chafing that's my question, because I'm seeing them and I'm thinking, that looks like a whole lot of chafe to me. <laughs> Tell me your secret, because oh, if I, I knew, maybe I'd be out there with my chafing legs. Ultra Glide. What is that? So Ultra Glide is like a gel that I think originally was used in sports, where there's a lot of chafing in sports because of however whatever your <laughs> uniform is there's some sport where there was a lot of chafing they thought they needed that so they invented it for a, a chafing sport right don't know which one but what, one of them what's the chafing <laughs> i don't I'm know i'm thinking wrestling them. i don't know why it but they don't do they, they don't i don't i don't know what it is but some sport had a massive amount of chafing so someone invented something <laughs> to help with the chafing and it was ultra glide ultra gra- ultra glide yeah. chafing gel it's like super lubricant so then obviously the porn industry picked it up and they started using it as lube and now people use it on their thighs in you, the summer so it's lube for your thighs it stays slippery for a really long time almost all day even though it's not oh. sticky so you can just walk and even though initially it's quite sticky and wet it dries but it doesn't dry to a dry texture it so dries it just to like almost oh. like oily but like a dry oil so when you walk it's no chafing all day so i can get ultra glide yeah. and then show my butt cheeks yeah i mean wait everyone else's <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what guys this could be a turning point for me because yeah. I've always been really like, you know, self-conscious about it. Also, like, I don't want people looking at my butt cheeks. I That's mean, just me personally. I feel like it's just become so acceptable now that it's like super, super low, like boob cleavage and like really low deep V like tops, like are just normal and dresses and stuff like to the navel. People are like, oh, okay, she got her boobs out. But you and know what? It's like that with butts. I think also some of these outfits look cute on the gram. Yeah. But then I'm seeing them in the streets. And they're not looking they're not looking that hot. So did I ever show you the picture of the girls going out? Which ones? Okay, so I'm gonna show her the picture of the girls going out. But basically, you know how like thongs are basically really in style? (laughs) Like showing them. Um or just or just wearing them. You know everyone's showing their ass. Yeah. On the the ground. Yes, obviously like thongs and stuff now have stepped up. Like everyone's showing their Thongs yeah, on the ground because now your ass is out. You your gotta, ass is out. You gotta it's just the thing. Yeah. The right way. Yeah. So now they make outfits that are basically thongs, slightly covered. I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um. So I was on the tube and I saw these girls going out, and a lot of them had the butt cheeks out anyway, like for their Daisy Dukes. But then now they have these trousers that are basically just completely see through, and you just—it's oh, a see through. It's like wearing like see through pants 
but like with a thong. So basically, you just have your ass out. I literally just looked at a photo of completely transparent trousers in like a flared seventies trouser style. And I mean, they're completely transparent. So this girl's basically got like her ass cheeks full out, full out. And this is what we're doing now, apparently in 2019. Well, the thing is, though, I would be a little bit self-conscious because fine when you're at the club is a cute moment. But it was only like 3.30 on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you know, right? I'd be one of those old women that's just like, hey, put it away. There's kids. This is a family place. <laughs> like you can't be walking around like that i feel like an old woman now i'm like oh my god does your mom know you're wearing that or even these kids i saw um like 15 years old wearing little crop tops and i'm like if i wore that my dad would have i'd been dead i wouldn't be alive right now i'd be dead <laughs> it's so true though like it's mad i think the summer gives a lot of people an excuse to go a little bit too back wild like i'm seeing a bit too much and fair enough you need to stay cool and all of that but can you do that with your nipples covered please well, I just came back from my holiday. Yeah, how was it? St. Albans. Big up. So big <laughs> up to St. Albans. It's really cute because it's 20 minutes from London. So I don't really know if that's like considered like a real holiday. I think it's a real it's a real staycation. It's, it's just far enough outside of the madness, but close enough if you need to get back home and away from like weird people out there, if there are weird ones. Yeah, literally was like... 20 minutes on a train yeah cool. so we went to st albans which is known as posh it is it's a very um <clears throat> upper middle um kind of upper upperly mobile as well they like to call them so like the upper upper middle class but not quite like posh posh but, so they're, but they're, the, they're almost there because in england it's weird because here middle class means like you're fucking super rich yeah yeah like in the <laughs> states in canada middle class just means like you're normal but here, yeah. when people say middle class, it's actually, like, higher than that. They usually own a few acres along with their house, but they don't have a duke or duchess title. That's right. how I would explain it. So They're not I, quite there yet, but they're on I, their way. When I went there, it felt more like middle class in a way that it was, like, just a nice suburbs middle class. Like, normal, yeah. not, like, the weird British version, which is, like, oh, you're actually super rich. They have, well, they would, I think out there, they call those like the thirsty middle class who probably moved out there and aren't quite on the middle class level that the middle classes out there are on. They're more like our middle class. Like a normal middle class, yeah. not the British middle class, which is actually upper class. But then yeah. here, upper class is like titles. So it's very confusing. I feel like there are normal middle class that move there to be the upper echelon of middle class. And they try and be super rich middle class like bouge by association if they could they share the same postcode kind of thing right yeah because i went so yeah. we walked around and like the houses were fine but there yeah. was like i wasn't like let's just say everyone said it was posh yeah and it was we stayed in a lovely hotel which yeah it was a posh hotel but yeah because it's our holiday yeah but i wasn't like overwhelmed by the poshness they weren't like mansions i felt like it was felt pretty normy it yeah. actually reminded me of my husband's neighborhood growing up which i guess is now it's bougie, but then it was fine. Then yeah. everyone just tore down their houses and built McMansion, so now it's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you grew up, it was normal. Yeah. Just like nice normal. Yeah, I get it. I think St. Albans is that weird mixture of people realizing that if they move there, it will raise their middle classness up by a few notches, even though they'll probably be looked down on as the lower middle class. So there. they just feel like up slightly upwardly mobile. Yeah. 
Well, I think it was a lovely place, to be honest. Yeah. It was so pretty. The park there was gorge. It's gorge. And I mean... They had a pond. For all of our listeners who are very lucky to not have the class system really, like, prominent in their country, you probably were quite lost with all of that. Don't worry. Um, look it up <laughs> online. Google classism in the UK. Still alive and kicking. Um, but yeah, it's one of those places super green. It seems like it's almost like you've gone much further outside of London. Yeah. It felt like we yeah. had really escaped to the sort of country, suburbs country. Yeah. We stayed in this country house. It's gorge. And I'll send, I'll put up some photos. Guess who used to live there? Because you know I love my Wikipedia. Yeah, you do. So the first thing I do is I'm Googling. I'm on Wikipedia St. Albans. Yeah. And it's named after St. Albans because he was like one of the first British martyrs. Yeah. Um, And he died there. Because he was a martyr and they hated him because it was a Roman town called Verulanium. Verulanium. Nice. Verulamium. Verulamium. It's so hard okay. to say that. Yeah. It was called Verulamium. Amazing. And it was the second Roman city after Londonium, which we all know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became St. Albans because Patriot City was a martyr. Anyway, the house that I stayed in, which was like a really posh big hotel, used to be the family house of prince philip <gasps> really but then i went on a deep dive of prince philip's family and i mean i was there i was that was me reading for two days <laughs> oh my god did you find any juicy gossip well kind of so like not to bore everyone because i told my husband and his eyes glazed over <laughs> so his family like a few generations now oh, first of all he's cousins with Queen yeah. Elizabeth. They're all, it's all weird. Yeah, the they're cousins, all, but they're married, right? They're all... Kissing cousins. They're all related. Yeah. Like, they're all related on, on, on a number of sides. So, basically, a couple of generations before was his, you know, great-grandfather, who was, like, a titled noble. Yeah. But then he married some next chick who was not a noble, some rando. And because of that, they didn't give them all the special privileges of all the nobles. Because he decided yeah. to marry someone common. So she got a little bit of a hookup, a Meghan Markle hookup. Yes. They're like, okay, well, I'll give you a cute title so you can be like a countess or whatever. Um, and you can marry him. And you guys get this title, but actually you don't really get anything more than that. So you kind of are in the crew, but not fully in the yeah. crew. It's like we're inviting you to the party, but we're hoping you don't show up. Yeah. So they <laughs> were like, ones. so they were like at the party, but kind of like second tier party. Yeah, and they were called the Battenbergs. Okay. Oh yeah, I've heard of them, Battenbergs, Lord Battenberg. Yeah, yeah. So the Battenbergs were kind of like they got the title, but it was kind of like a, eh, you're not fully noble. Only one of y'all is, so you kind of get second class, but you're still invited to all the parties. Yeah, right. So somehow they got into the in crowd and they started marrying all of victoria queen victoria's kids and kind of got into that circle yeah so it kind of worked out for them um and basically they were uh what you call even a family house yeah for you know a good little while until the turn of the century first world war when edward i think it was the queen yeah. at the time was like battenberg sounds a bit german yeah and mm, Germans are kind of not hot right now. <laughs> so they're not, um, they're not in style. I think we need to change our name. And so they changed it to Mountbatten. Oh, and Lord that's Mount why yes. they're Mountbatten's now. And yes. Queen Elizabeth's family was called Saxe Coburg Gotha, which was super German. Okay. And they're like, mm, that sounds like super German. Let's just change our name to Windsor. 
I love how they can just do that because they're just about that life. So that's why they're the Windsors. Really? Not because. Yeah, no. It's because they just named themselves after the t- t- castle. It's great. Imagine just. They were like, Saxe Coburg Gotha. I mean, they can do whatever. They just, they are all about that. They run things. So, I mean, like, if you want to change your name, you can just say it. It just happens on the spot because yeah. that's just who you are. That's who you are. So anyway, so I did a big deep dive because they're all related and they all have hemophilia and it's all very interesting, all the gossip, and I'm super into it. So if you ever just have a lot of time to kill on holiday, just go on Wikipedia and look at all the royal family and the, their their sisters, cousins of cousins of cousins, and they all end up coming back to each other because they're all related. And it's really quite interesting. So anyway, it was this it was yeah. his family house. He lived at some time, but his mom was schizophrenic. I was so much gossip in his family. That's what happens when you go marrying your cousin, having babies, which is your half sister, sister cousin, wife, whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, you're lucky your kids ain't come up with like ten legs and three eyes. <laughs> it's true, though. Jesus Christ! It's like it was like Inception cousin marriages. <laughs> yeah, cousins married cousins married cousins because, and then they're like, shit, we're all related. Yeah, it's and now pretty- we all bleed a lot. Yeah, and then they all got hemophilia. Anyway. <laughs> So it was that house, and it was really lovely. <laughs> and I'm like, who lives here? Can you imagine living in this country house? I can't, because the thing is, as well, part of that now, a lot of these families, or the ones that have inherited it, they have to run the house, and it costs a lot of money, and they're not used to working because they're just rich like debt. So they have to have a bunch of strangers buying tickets to walk around their place. Right. I don't think I'd want that. No, it kind of, they can't afford it, because like they don't have slaves anymore, so they have to pay for <laughs> right? stuff. Real talk. So it really screwed up the whole thing. <laughs> Damn abolition. Also, reading all this stuff, I'm sorry to, bo- to be boring, because like I'm just so into it's it. It's so interesting, So though. a lot of them towards that time like in the victorian towards the end of you know that time late 1800s um a lot of the husbands were in the military and then they all died of like malaria because they were all trying to fight the ashanti war up in here the zulu war up in there the Boer war so they were out basically colonizing yeah and i'm like y'all assholes but then when they're like yeah he died of malaria i was like hey <laughs> Carmen's a bitch. And they're like, oh, I'm so sad. I was like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have gone there and messed with those Ashantis, though, huh? I'm sure you can find another cousin to marry. Come on, girl. Get over it. Grieving's over. Right. And then they had this thing called the you can marry your sister's, your, your, you can marry your dead sister's, your dead wife's sister act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of that? So it's like it, if your wife dies, you can marry her sister. Yeah. But then yeah. they had to like make it like a, an actual like bill in parliament. <laughs> And it's called, like, you can marry your dead wife's sister. (laughs) You know what? British people are so fucked up. What the hell? Like, seriously, I'm reading this, like, this is really interesting. They made it, like, a a bill, like, law. Yeah, it was called, like, the Widower's Sisters Act. They they say it like that to make it sound like, like it's not weird. If your wife should die, you can replace her with someone who looks a lot like her. Isn't that weird? And shares her genes. That's literally a thing. I think it was to keep the bloodline pure. Well, what they did it was because one of the guys died and he wanted to marry the sister. <laughs> and then they're like, well, we have to change the law because we can't do that. And he was like, okay, change it. Boom. Yeah. And they did. They did. <laughs> it's crazy. So anyway, St. Albans. <laughs> Beautiful place. Yeah. Checked out this like country house, went to the spa. And I got what they called like the complete relaxation uh, thing where they make you breathe and they give you rose quartz crystal he- healing shit. 
<laughs> like they put rose quartz and they rub it on your head to like center your energies. So it's more like that whole um, crystal therapy where it's like they put crystals around you and on you, but don't necessarily massage anything. Well, they did massage But too. they did it at the same time. Yeah. So your aura got a workout and then like your whole body got a deep like massage. Yeah, it was amazing. Nice. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. It was so expensive. And then <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, you're going to have to remortgage, it but was, do it. Do it. It was, it was a little, you know, it's a little pricey. It's fine. Okay. Um, and then I went in the pool in the hot tub and jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> I love a jacuzzi. And that jacuzzi. I love them. And we just went out and had lunch and stuff. And it was just a really nice getaway. But everywhere yeah. we walked just looked like perfect. But that's what you want, though, because you come from imperfection. Because that's like life and having to work and pay bills and be an adult and stuff. You want that moment where you have some escapism. So you want it to be perfect. You want it to be premium. It was supreme. Right? And you want to, like, have your thirst for, like, British history and knowledge, like, quenched. It was, you, you know what? You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I had all of those things. It was a great holiday. So the last segment had a bit of technical issues. And I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to blame it on the heat. Because everything's just sounding a little bit weird today. You blame it on a heat. And I said earlier that I think it might even be like a ghost in the cell. But Metz was like, don't say ghosts. Well, you know, you always bring that weird juju up in here <laughs> and freaking me out. You were freaking yourself out last week when you were telling stories about ghost stories in Midsommar. And I'm like, you're the one going to the isolated cabin in the woods by the lake with the rock. But that's the thing, right? Last week, I had the worst night terrors. Like, there's nightmares and there's night terrors, right? Na like, and you're paralyzed. The night terrors where you're paralyzed. I can't remember what they call it, sleep paralysis. Oh, you know what? I know what that is. But you feel like you're awake, right? Yeah, but you cannot move. You cannot blink. So I'm sitting in my boyfriend's living room. He sat on a chair by a desk at the end of the sofa doing some work while we're like kind of watching a little bit of Netflix, like the world's most amazing homes. Got to catch that. <laughs> but anyhow, I'm so exhausted. I'm under a blanket. I do my little thing where I become a little bit of like a caterpillar in a cocoon. I wrap myself in a blanket on the sofa watching TV. At some point, I've fallen asleep. But it happened in a way that I felt like I hadn't fallen asleep. So one minute I'm staring at him and he's smiling over at me. And then all of a sudden I, f I can feel a presence walking behind me. Someone very tall and is casting a shadow over me on the sofa, walking from behind me. Then I see two hands either side of my face touching my shoulders and almost holding me down. I get terrified but realize I cannot move. I cannot speak. And while I'm staring at my boyfriend, to the right of him is the bookcase. And I see, I swear to God, from behind, a naked, bald-headed man covered in tattoos with a knife in his hand, climbing sideways out of the bookcase. And my boyfriend is still staring at me, just smiling lovingly. And I'm looking terrified, but I can't scream. I can't speak. And I'm trying to be like, in my mind, I was doing this. <coughs> But, like, were you actually asleep, though? I was asleep, but I thought I was awake. That's I felt like I was awake. I could see his face. And he's still... St and I'm getting angry because I'm like, this guy's going to climb out this bookcase and, like, murder you. And I'm trying to scream and I can't. And you're still smiling at me. I wanted to, like, kick him. 
And then somehow I woke up and he was literally in exactly the same position as in my dream. When I opened my eyes, he was sitting there smiling at me. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I was trying to warn you, Zach, about what? I'm like, I'm really confused. And he's like, well, you fell asleep and then you're making these really cute noises in your sleep. Like, I'm like, I was screaming because I was trying to save your life. Oh my God. That's so creepy though, that you actually were making noises. Cause I've had that those a couple of times. Usually though, it's always in the daytime. I get them only in the daytime, usually at a nap, nap time. <laughs> Weird. And I've had one in this bed looking out that window. Oh and I remember thinking that basically I was getting, I was going to, someone was coming to get me and I couldn't fucking move. And it was like, why can't I move? It's terror. You're paralyzed. But I was just so freaked out because in my dream, what I was seeing right ahead of me, him sitting in that chair, when I opened my eyes, it was the exact same image. He was in the exact same spot, exact same look on his face. And I must have seen him doing that just before I fell asleep and then didn't realize I fell asleep. So when I woke up, it was even super freaky. It was like some psychic shit because I think sometimes like even though you were asleep, you kind of like could sense his presence because even though you can't see, you can sense things anyway. So you could sense him there anyway. And then it all kind of went crazy because you tell all these crazy stories about Midsommar and this is what happens. I swear. I'm like, I was shooketh. But you know what? I had a bit of like a night terror, except I was um, it was real life. <laughs> life terror. Um, it was life terror because Bojo is the prime minister it's kind of like a i think it's a joke i thought it, i thought it was a joke as well it's like sneak attack i saw something because i've been trying to avoid politics i saw something saying he's set to become the next prime minister i'm like <laughs> yeah right and then the next day i saw he's officially met the queen and he's now prime minister i was like eh? i think people like bojo boris johnson aka bojo he's known he's very well known especially in london he used to be the mayor yeah so he was the mayor when i moved here like seven years ago and as the ma- you know mayors can get away with a lot mayors are kind of like haha you're you know you can be serious but usually you're kind of just like in parades and stuff and you know you can be a little silly and a little wacky um and he was kind of known for that and he also <laughs> in the london olympics he got stuck on a zip line it was hilarious and it was like the first week i moved here and i remember the headline front page of the daily said zip me up before you bojo and i'm like this country's awesome right that's amazing well the thing is when he was mayor i mean what did he do he got rid of the bendy buses now the bendy buses everyone knows the big red london buses the route masters they're like the icon of london we had those and then the previous mayor before him got rid of those and got these high-tech new newfangled fancy buses which we didn't like and they were like one story shorter. So there's like literally one bus, like a van height. Like there wasn't two stories, like the double decker. So wait a minute. Yeah. So this person got rid of the double decker buses. Yeah. Like, yeah. wait. All the old route masters went. So they had only a few, like maybe two or three um, buses that were still double decker, but the new ones that were going like outside of London and all around London were these buses that were bendy. So you'd have the bus and in the middle, you'd have like a accordion style thing, then another bit. So they would bend around corners. Problem was they were catching on fire. <laughs> well, that's one huge problem um, because, okay, in 
we London is a double decker bus. That's like hello, like but like hello. It's kind of like white people come and visit. Like it's like those stupid phone boxes that obviously still here. No one uses them except for homeless people to piss in. But like we people still tourists go in and they take photos. Was kind of nasty. But anyway, like we'd miss them if they weren't here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also the double decker buses. So like if you go to any shitty city like North America. We all got those stupid accordion buses. It's boring. Also, how did they even catch those turns? Because these turns are sharp because these streets are small. I think that's why they were catching on fire. I'm not really sure what it was. But just all of a sudden, we had this deal with this company who sold them to us. And within a week, there's like, oh, my God, two buses burst into flames, killing like two or three people. We're like, great. We're stuck with these. Boris came in. He got rid of them and were like literally within a few days of being appointed mayor, they were gone off the streets of London. Like, how did these just disappear overnight? He sold them to like Spain and Portugal. <laughs> you know what? He's such a politician. Yeah. Like, little shady, but did, also didn't he bring the bike scheme? So now you get bikes everywhere, but they call them Boris bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's his legacy. Well, now this is his legacy. I mean, he's going to be a terrible prime minister. And in all honesty, he had an opportunity to take the throne, like, so to speak. When we had our old prime minister jump ship after Brexit was announced, they said to Nigel Farage, this was your campaign. You want it? He's like, oh, I don't want a hot potato. Then they said to Boris, you want it? Boris was like, oh, if anyone calls, I'm not in. You know, you know right? I'm in a meeting all day, every day, forever. And he just disappeared. He actually disappeared from politics completely. And then he's now turned back up being like, okay, Theresa's made such a mess of it. This is when I swoop in. It's like, it can't get any worse than her. So no one's going to care. And it's probably a better chance of me winning. It's true. He played the political game. He's very good at the games. And, you know, he does sound just like you said. He also talks a little bit like this, like so posh. And it's like, you know, oh, oh, it's like, oh, he's always like coughing, like struggling for breath <laughs> he's on he's on the edge of a sneeze slash cough all the time but he, he literally did that so i was shocked when i heard oh shit it happened it happened like i didn't even realize it happened just overnight however i wasn't perturbed i wasn't aghast because i'm just like who the fuck else have we got man seriously like shrug shoulders emoji <laughs> it is a very short everyone's like yeah okay because literally no one else can do it no one can do it he like, maybe he can do it. Mabes. Only because he's so crazy. You need someone a little psycho for the job. I mean, meanwhile, he's been campaigning in Parliament. Because obviously, it's nothing to do with the people. We don't vote for that. The party votes for who their heads are. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with us. So meanwhile, he's trying to campaign in Parliament to make sure, like... He gets it. And then on the tabloids, he's having domestics with his girlfriend. The cops are coming. It's like he's like fighting. The neighbors are writing rap songs about how weird he is. I'm like, this is like biz bizarro world. Like, I feel like I'm in like an episode of like Back to the Future. Yeah. And like I went back in the time machine and then I look at the paper and it's like Boris Johnson is pres the prime minister. Trump is president. And like, I'm like, oh, my God, I, we have to go back. I must have I must have done something like I shouldn't have said hi to that guy. And I ruined the course of like yeah, the universe, butterfly. the butterfly. We have to go back. We have to fix this. <laughs> That's why it feels like a real life, like life terror, because if I tried to scream right now, I don't think anything would come out. And if I did, no one would hear me <laughs> no, because I, I can't change the course of the present. You know what I mean? 
this is fucked. It really is. No one's even shocked. Like I've tried speaking to people at work. I'm like, I can't believe Boris is president. Well, technically president, PM, whatever. He's running our free world. And I'm expecting people to be like, I know, right? And they're just like, meh. You know, they got us wherever they want us. They've pushed us to the limit. Pushed us to the limit. And now we're just like completely apathetic. Is that the word? Just like, mm, whatever. Like, it can't get worse. Like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the best of the worst. And I'm kind of like almost prefer him to like that guy, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Because who's yeah. who's called Jacob Rees-Mogg? Like, what kind of, this just like sounds so posh. It makes me sick. Like, you know what I mean? So at least Bojo, I guess his good quality is that he doesn't um, mince words. He kind of tells it like it is. Kind of like that's probably why Trump likes him. But there is a clip of Bojo dissing Trump massively saying he was like crazy. So hopefully they won't get along because I don't want them to get along. That'd be annoying. I don't want them to have this weird little hair alliance, hair club business, and then like thinking they're friends. Like, that's not the move. I just want Bojo just to get some, just fix it, just do something, and don't screw us all. I think it can go one of two ways. I think either it will be that thing where you see a doppelganger, like in the movies, when you see two twins separated at birth, the first time they see each other, they don't step back, <gasps> and then they start giving each other the evils and circling each other like they're about to fight. It's either going to be that with them because they look so similar or it's actually going to be like the parent trap. It's like, oh, my God, we're twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> we should be best friends forever. It might be that parent trap moment. It might be parent trap moment. You know what I'm saying? It could be. But I think at this point, we're just like, hey, let's just all roll the dice, man, because we don't have that many options. And like you said, the other guy's too posh, like like free names. Come on, dude. Free names. Like, no one trusts them. I have free names. So I'm like, you know, and plus with Boris, he is very honest. When he got rid of the bendy buses, he was like up front. He's like, I sold the death traps to Spain. <laughs> and he probably sold them as, hey, do you want these death traps? And they were like, is this a joke? I don't know. Am I on hidden camera? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take them. <laughs> do you want them real, real, real cheap? Yeah. And you pay for like the shipping? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? They were confused because he is very upfront and they just thought, Fuck, this has to be a joke. So stay less. Let's go along with it. Let's go along with this. I think I'm think he's not quite right up there. Let's just humor him. Oh yes, yes, man with mental issues. We will take your your death traps off your hands. And then they just got stuck with the buses. And now they're blown up all over Spain and Portugal. But they're not our problem. And that's what we need. We need someone who's gonna take the pressure off and the stress off of us and get rid of our problems. Boris will get rid of our problems, I believe. He's a complete sociopath, psychopath and sociopath, actually, probably. But He's better than Teresa. Teresa was just like, she's as weak as fuck. We just need someone who's not weak as fuck. Like, that's what it is. I'm not even in support of Boris. I fucking hate him. But better the devil you know, literally. Well, thank you for spending your time with us. I know it's been a little bit of a tough one because, A, it's so hot. It's messing with all of the technology. Nothing's working. Bojo is pre prime minister. Like, everything's topsy-turves. Yeah. But you know what? Our friendship prevails, and that's what matters. It is. And even in these times where, to quote Stranger Things, we are in the upside down, <laughs> where everything is topsy-turvy back to front. I mean, we got to stay positive, and as much as we're in a heat wave, we have some sun for once, because this is London. And a hint for some self-care, for specifically for our London users, is get naked and drink some ice water. 
<laughs> that's my self-care tip in these hot times as she drinks a cider um well thank you it's been it's really been fun i'm gonna miss you because you're off to like that soap on a rope place yeah. but um <laughs> soap on a rope on a rock but it's going to be epic, so um, definitely share photos. I'm going to have to be post that one that you sent. Um, oh, my God. It's, like, beyond gorge. So we'll be on the gram, and you, you're going to be hearing this, like, basically in the future. So hopefully it's still relevant. And um, thank you, and um, bye. bye. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes where you can rate and review the show. You can also find us at soundcloud.com slash lemonshade and on Insta at lemonshade underscore podcast.